Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He saved us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. I'm saved this morning. I'm a Christian this morning, not because I deserve it. I deserve judgment. I deserve hell. The wages of sin is death. But when I ask God to forgive me, well, he didn't give me justice. He gave me mercy. I repented and God gave me salvation, eternal life. I have forgiveness of my sins. Deep within each and every one of us is the desire for justice and peace in the world. On the other hand, when justice is due to each of us as individuals, we'd much rather have mercy. This is where the work of the cross comes into play. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark discusses justice and mercy. In our study, we'll learn that although we all deserve judgment, God's grace has offered each of us mercy. Today we learn that because of the mercy we've received from God, we're to show that same mercy to those who wrong us as well. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 7, with his continuing study entitled, Get Ready to Be Blessed. Matthew 5, first book in the New Testament. The Sermon on the Mount, which we're going through, is a wonderful teaching in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 by Jesus. As Jesus goes through that Sermon on the Mount, he's saying to his followers, you're going to be different. You're going to be very different than you were before. Now, Jesus wasn't talking about a belief system only, but these new followers were going to experience a transformation. They would become like Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Sermon on the Mount talks about followers of Jesus Christ, how to live, how to be different, and as we do that, how to be blessed. The first part of the Sermon on the Mount are the Beatitudes, eight Beatitudes. We've covered four. We're going to just cover one today, and we'll finish the next uh, three next weekend. Here's the definition of how to be blessed. Blessed means more than happy. It means I'm satisfied, I'm fulfilled, I'm contented. Overall, and you can't see it necessarily, but there's just this peace, this overall sense of well-being, body, soul, and spirit that comes from God. Well, you and I want to be blessed. We want to have that kind of a lifestyle. How does it happen? Well, they come from be attitudes, attitudes that come because God is changing us to become more like him. In verse 7 of chapter 5, we have the fifth beatitude. Blessed 
are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. What does it mean to be a person that shows mercy? Well, to do that, we have to give you this whole array, just three things to write this morning. Let's say you're going through a stop sign, and you missed it. And you notice to the right of you is a policeman. Well, he's going to step alongside, pull you over. You're hoping for mercy, but quite often, especially if you go through the villages of West Melbourne over here by Target, one mile over, man, you go right to jail. Well, what are you going to get? You're going to get justice. Justice. What does justice mean? Justice is getting what we deserve. We went through the stoplight or the stop sign. We blew it. We're going to get it. Now, what if the policeman walks up to you and he says, do you realize what you did? Yes, officer. I really blew it. My mind was on something else. He says, you know what? I'm not going to give you a ticket today. That's mercy. It's not getting what we deserve. Now, how many of you here would like to have more mercy than justice? Can I see your hand? Amen. Those of you that don't, like you're sadistic or something's wrong with you mentally, we'll pray for you in the back room afterward. Sure, I, I don't want to get justice. I, I want to have, well, I, want, I just, I don't want to get what I deserve because very often I know exactly what I deserve. Now, where does mercy come from? Well, mercy originates with God. That's why the third thing you want to write is God is a merciful God who gives mercy. He gives it to us. How? Just continuously. It's part of his character. It's part of his nature. We know that from a couple of verses. You see them. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 says this. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. It's by grace. God is rich in mercy. Second, Titus 3, 5. He saved us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. I'm saved this morning. I'm a Christian this morning, not because I deserve it, I deserve judgment. I deserve hell. The wages of sin is death. But when I ask God to forgive me, well, he didn't give me justice. He gave me mercy. I repented, and God gave me salvation, eternal life. I have forgiveness of my sins. So when Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy, it falls into two things. Look at this definition. To be merciful, number one, means to have a forgiving spirit. There has to be this nature of being able to forgive and receiving forgiveness. So to be merciful, number one, means to have a forgiving spirit. God has that. I need to have that. But it's more than just a forgiving spirit. It involves being actively compassionate. In other words... Mercy is going to be giving and receiving forgiveness, but it's also going to be something I do. It's something I do. It's not just this warm sense of fuzzy feeling, kind of a compassionate kind of feeling deal, but it's actually something 
that I do, something that I do quite often toward someone. For instance, think about salvation. In God's case, God offered me salvation, but he didn't just offer it. He did something for me. What did he do for God so loved the world that he gave his only one and begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, the next statement I want you to see is very important. If you get this, you get the whole teaching. We give mercy because we've received mercy from God. We give mercy because we have received mercy from God. Now, I want to illustrate that this morning. Tim, I'm going to ask you to come up if you would. Tim is going to be God today. He's always wanted to be God, so he's going to be God. And this eraser is going to represent mercy. Now, let's see if you can get this. If you get this in your mind, it'll make a lot of sense to you through the whole teaching. Where does mercy originate? All right, two of you are here. The other 4,000 of you are somewhere else. Let's try it again. All right, we'll try it again. Where does all mercy originate? Very good. Now, I'm a guy, I'm just a man, and I'm born in sin. God offers me mercy. Now, do I have any responsibility? I have to take it. If I take it, then I've received mercy. Now, did I earn it? I couldn't earn it. On my best day... I couldn't earn it. What do I really expect from God? And this is what most of the world thinks. What do I really expect from God? Justice. I've done wrong. The wages of sin is death. And so most people think that God is an angry God, and he would never offer something. I've got to earn it. Well, I can earn it. That's what religion is. You can earn it. So when God offers me salvation, I just receive it. Now that I receive it, What am I responsible to do with mercy? Pass it on. That's exactly right. Erase somebody else's whatever. Show kindness to them. So because God gives me mercy, I then have the responsibility to pass mercy on. Because I didn't earn it in the first place. God offered it to me. That's what mercy is. That's what grace is. Now here's what happens. Many of us, I received this mm, 56 years ago when I was five years old. Did I understand what I was just doing? No, I didn't understand. But I knew God loved me. So I just received it. By the way, it took. I've been a Christian 56 years. It's a good thing. Perfect all those years? Other than one or two. Hey, what are you shaking your head for up there? (laughs) He's not God. He doesn't know. He's not all-knowing. I have him in a little class of future pastors or whatever. He's going to get it this week, baby. (laughs) Now, let's talk about that. When I receive this mercy, it's been so long, maybe I've forgotten how I got it. See, many of you have been a Christian for a lot of years, and you kind of think, well, I earned it. No, you didn't earn it. You couldn't have ever earned it. You got it because of God's mercy and His grace. So, see, I received this free from God. But now let's turn the tables. He's not God. He's somebody that just wronged me. What is my natural reaction? I want to get, we call it, even. 
See, I want to receive mercy, but I want justice for this guy that just blew it. Let me give you an example of that. Thank you, God. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're driving down 95. It's 70. You're going 83 miles an hour. You look up, and on the last entrance, here comes our friendly policeman. You go, your stomach, you know what the feeling, don't you? I know most of you never speed, so you don't know the feeling. (laughs) And he goes right by you. Praise God, it's a wonderful day. (laughs) And away we go. You go a few miles down the road. Somebody zips by you. And then in the back of your mind, you see the car. Behind him is a cop. What do you say? God, give him mercy just like I got mercy. Get him, God! Get that guy down there! He's going over the speed limit! (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) You see, we know, don't we? So mercy is something that I've gotten from God. And because of that, I have this incredible responsibility to give it to others. The more we give mercy, the more we become like God. Let me give you some practical examples. Mercy is often something we do. You know, in this fellowship, a lot of things happen. And I want to challenge you. This church is not just about this church. We're going to be more and more involved in home missions, starting other churches, missions around the world. It's just happening. We have so many things going on this summer. But I want to just challenge you with what's happening here at home. Every week at the first of a month, we have something in this fellowship called Love in Action. It's an opportunity for you to get yourself involved. Some of you haven't been here long enough to teach Sunday school because we require six months and all those other things. But you can get involved in any of these. And I want to challenge you to do it. Last weekend, we have something called the Seafarer Ministry. Pastor Kenny and a bunch of other people go up to the port. The cruise ships come in. Many of those individuals that are there, well, the crew just work six, seven, eight, nine months. And we send people up there. We hand out Bibles. We pray with them. We sit and talk with them. We'll be friends with them. We'll do whatever just to show them the love of Jesus. We do that once a month. You see, that's mercy in action. Yesterday, here, right out of this church, we had a group of people go to the Alzheimer's Foundation up here on Wickham. They needed some rooms painted. They were going to buy the paint. A bunch of our people said, we'll go up there. One of the individuals worked in a place where the manager heard what was happening. He says, I'll provide all the paint free. So these guys went up yesterday, and they just painted, the guys and yells painted the walls of this Alzheimer unit. That's mercy in action. Now, you're going to think, well, are like the Alzheimer people going to thank you? I mean, they might say to you, who are you? And you just introduced yourself two minutes ago. What are you doing here? I told you 30 times we're painting the wall. Or they might not even know who you are. But see, they're not doing it for the people. They're really doing it for God. You got it? And then we had a whole group of people that went out and did a free car wash up at Papa John's in Palm Bay. We had this big sign. It just says, car wash, free. People came in, got their car wash. They tried to give money. 
you know, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, to mission stuff. We say, no, we don't accept any money. What do you mean you won't accept my money? No, we don't accept any money. This is just, God loves you. Here's the tape. Here's the church. If you don't have a church, God loves you. Have a great day. What? You have to be careful because they drive out going like this, like in stars at the, into the street. Well, that's mercy in what? Just action. This afternoon, we have a bunch of people going to one of the local facilities here, a nursing home. Next week, next month, we're going to do the same kind of things. We're going to the Genesis house. We're going to do the car wash. We're going to the C4 thing. We're going to go to another nursing home. Some of the ladies down here, Almond, some of the other people work in a nursing home. We're going to go and we're just going to share the love of Jesus Christ. It's mercy in action. Let me ask you, you involved? Oh, Pastor, my, my life's just a little too busy. Really, once a month or once every other month for a couple hours? Hmm. Think about it. Hundreds of people are involved in doing this. We want to expand it more and more and more. You see, sometimes people drive by this big church, and all they think is, wow, money, numbers, and people don't care. We care. You care. It's very obvious. We want to do that even more. Mercy. Mercy. Love in action. Let me read you from Richard Selzer, Mortal Lessons, a doctor writing. I stand by the bed where the young woman lies, her face post-operative, her mouth twisted in a palsy, clownish way, a tiny twig of the facial nerve, the one to the muscles of her mouth, has just been severed. The surgeon had followed with rigorous fervor the curve of her cheek, nevertheless to remove the tumor in her cheek. He says, I had to cut that little nerve. Her young husband is in the room. He stands on the opposite side of the bed, and altogether they seem to dwell in the evening lamplight, isolated from me, private. Who are they, I ask myself, he in this drooping mouth that I have made, who gaze at and touch each other so generously and greedily. The young woman speaks, will my mouth always be like this? Yes, I said, it will. It is because the nerve was cut. She nods and is silent. But the young man, her husband, smiles. I like it, he says. It's kind of cute. All at once, I know who he really is. Unmindful, he bends to kiss her crooked mouth. And I am so close, I can see how he twists his own lips to accommodate hers, to show her that their kiss still works. That's a picture of tender love and mercy in action. You see, guys, life is real. Hurting people everywhere, looking for Mercy, kindness, a touch, a word, a kiss from a heart that has received mercy.
and easily gives mercy. In Matthew 5, 7, God gives a promise. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. That relates to a law in the Bible called the law of reciprocity. You see it in Galatians 6, 7 and Luke 6, 38. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Now, quite often we use that in a negative context. People say, well, you know, I'm not the person I, people think I am, and I've got my, uh, my secret life hidden. I'm having an affair. My wife doesn't know. Husband doesn't know. I'm at kids at work. I'm taking drugs at school. My parents don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Internet all the time, and people don't know I'm addicted to porn. But I have this secret life, and I've hidden it beautifully from everybody. That thing, Pastor Mark, that doesn't work. A man reaps what he sows. Not a chance. I'm getting away with it. No, no, read the first part. God isn't mocked. When we were up here and God was up here, remember Tim, God? He does know everything. And if I don't do something about my sin, I will not receive mercy. I'll receive justice. But in a positive way, notice what this says. A man reaps what he sows. So if I give mercy, what's going to come back to me? Mercy. If I give love, love's going to come back. If I give grace, grace is going to come back. It's that reciprocation. Look at Luke 6.38. Give. And it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Well, it will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Do I want to be stingy, giving mercy? Do I want to rather look for opportunities to give because so much has been given to me? Yes. Not just from this thing, well, if I give a lot, man, I'm going to get a lot. No, wrong beatitude. Because in giving, we get blessed. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it even is to receive. The blessing comes from giving. Giving to our spouses what they need. No matter what it is. Love, affection, sexuality, all uh, things. A nice dinner this afternoon, husbands, fathers. Maybe doing the chores, you know, that was one of the things. You had to make 800 bucks. You couldn't take drugs and you had to do chores. Do the chores. Now, don't go out and buy, yeah, I know what you're going to do. You're going to buy these paper plates and you've done the chores. No, do it on China and wash them for a change. You, you put your hands in soap. It would be good for you. I don't know where that came, but that's for somebody from one of the passages. Now, giving mercy. You mean, if I give mercy, I'm going to get mercy back? Yes. If you plant mercy, you're going to get mercy. Let's think about a little garden you have at home. If you plant radishes and you go out in 60 days, you're not going to go out and say, honey, I'm going to get the cucumbers. No, you're going to go get the radishes. So if I plant mercy, I'm going to get mercy back. Lots of it. In today's study entitled, Get Ready to be Blessed, Pastor Mark taught us about justice and mercy. In our study, we learned that although we deserve judgment above all else, God's grace has been provided. His mercy has been given to us through Christ. Because of this mercy that we've received, we must also extend mercy towards those who wrong us, as Pastor Mark taught us in today's study in the Beatitudes. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Stay tuned for the next edition of Lessons for Living as Pastor Mark will continue to teach us about God's mercy. In our study, we'll learn some practical applications to our life that will help us become a better witness of God's mercy and forgiveness. By offering forgiveness and mercy towards others, we'll learn that we're effectively living out that gospel message and displaying God's love for all of mankind. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a herd